Hello. Good evening. How are you? Uh, I'm beat. Beat? It's, it's been a long day. Oh, why is that? What have you been up to? Figured um, you've just been slacking off all day. Mm, no. When I slack off, I work harder. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's been one of those days where, uh, you know, the avalanche collapsed and right in the middle of it, I stopped to work out get some exercise awesome yeah so we got a fitness trainer now in the office and she works us real hard in a good way and so my oh, my hips are rocks <laughs> oh. <laughs> like an hour after i worked out this afternoon i tried to stand up at my desk i was i was just i was almost i I was almost floored. I actually had no clue how worn out my legs were. And when I went to stand up, my legs did absolutely nothing. Well, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whoa. My, my legs have never been exercised like this before. Uh, do you ever have that, uh, when you're working in Google Docs, you ever have that compulsive need to press Command-S? Yeah. I think that actually Google Docs responds to it too, right? Oh, does it? I think it just saves automatically all the time. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. Oh, crud. I hit the wrong keyboard shortcut. I hit close. Oops. I, I do that too. It's way They're way too close together, Command yeah. W and Command S. I, for some reason, I thought that I saw it make changes. Anyway. Hey, um, I wanted to ask you about your mic. When I get your raw audio, it's very quiet. Like, there's not a lot of waveform. Is there any gain controls that you have anywhere? Uh, good question. Let me see. Because I would love for there to be more gain. Hmm. If not, don't worry about it. I just I put a, a gain uh, plug-in insert on, my, on the track and... Uh, uh, not Cubase. What is it I use? Logic Pro, and it's not sure. that big a deal. But uh, you know, if we can get the get your mic turned up, that might eliminate any back a little bit more background noise. Well, we went through this last week. You said not to use the automatically adjust microphone settings, right? So, not in Skype. Yeah, because what that what that is essentially is a compressor. Like as you get louder, it crunches it down. As you get quieter, it opens it up. I'm just talking about overall gain. Ah, okay. Well, let me open up the system preferences. Yeah. What kind of a mic are you using? It's the it's the Snowball. I think you told me this before. Now that you say that, if uh, you want me to try something, I can try something different this week. No, no, no. It's fine. No, no, no. I, I'd really like to try an experiment with something. I have you ever used the app called Levelator? I have not. What does it do? I don't like the sound I'll, I'll, of it. Okay, I'll give you a copy of both. I'll give you a copy of what I've been giving you, and give you a copy of this. Okay. So, you know, you take yeah, a... You I, I, I don't want any pre-compression applied to it, because I have my own compression presets that I use in Logic. So. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't compress. It normalizes it, and it's highly recommended online for... Uh, most podcasters, a lot of regular podcasters who are compl very talented and capable audio editors use it. Okay. But, um, but, but you don't have to use it if you don't want it. So. Okay. Levelator. What does it do? I've never looked into the real mechanics behind it. I just know that it seemed to work really good for us. So. 
I've used it several times professionally. Uh, just audio levels in your podcast. <laughs> the way it was described to me by the professional that sold me on it was, you know, the person, the woman was saying, look, you know, it, 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 you know, a lot of professionals will be opposed to using an app like Levelator simply because it means automation is yeah, involved. Yeah, I'm not not all that happy with it already. And then, she's, and then she said, but the the bottom line is is that it actually does really good. <laughs> so what does it matter if it's automated? Okay. So, anyway. Well, it just it sound, it looks like and sounds like a compressor to me, uh, where it, okay. it automatically levels the audio, and that's not really what I want since I have com- compressor presets in Logic Pro that I already use. Um, so anyway, that's that's fine if you're going to give me a copy of both. Whatever, fine. yeah, whatever floats your boat. Uh, okay. Um, huh, there was something else I was going to mention. It has fled my mind. Oh, I remember what it was. Um, last week there was a lot. It sounded like you were adjusting the mic stand a lot or something. I had. I, I yeah, I'm sorry about that. Do, do you play with the mic stand? I did last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, stop it. All right. <laughs> Duly noted. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had to turn. I Sometimes it was while you were talking, but most of the time it was while I was talking, and then I would have to, uh, you know, just turn your audio off while it was doing that. Oh. Because okay. it was getting, it was it was just loud enough to get over my noise gate. Right. Oh, hey, that reminds me. My keyboard. I try, I try to use it sparingly. This isn't really your problem. I just, I just need to remember to get a chiclet keyboard sometime. Okay. I don't mind the keyboard. I think it sounds fun. Like really? you're doing stuff, and I I don't mind it at all. I don't. Okay. Know. Well, I'd... here let let me let me actually write something with it. Okay. I can barely hear it this week. It sounded seemed louder last week. Oh, okay. It could be because of the air is on. I don't know. Okay. It's fine. I, it doesn't bother me at all. Hey, real quick, um, let's talk about those pieces of trivia. Did you read the trivia? Oh, I haven't read those yet. Uh, okay, so the, sorry, this trivia. is what I was figuring, um, because there's... Uh, I don't know. I don't actually intend to address Raiders the same way we addressed other, you know, movies. Okay. I, I'm going to kind of take the position of... And, I, and I'll explain this in the show. I, I, it's, it's impossible for me to try and be objective about this film. I've, I saw it when I was so young, and now, really, anything I have to offer is to say, oh yeah, wasn't that cool, you know? And besides that, um, you know, because I have so many biases. Mm. The, one, the one thing I can contribute to this episode is my opinion about the implementation of IMAX. Okay, that, that'll be good. But you're saying you won't be able to be objective because you're so familiar with it and you've seen it so much and... Cetera, yeah, cetera. yeah, it, it's so it's so old to me, and when I first saw it, I didn't like it. Then it grew on me, and now it's old, you know. Yeah. But anyway, um, so when we get around to it, if we have extra time, we could just talk about a few of these pieces of trivia, um, depending on how much time we have left. Okay. And so, by all means, are, are carry you, on your your review. <laughs> are you going to have uh, something to say to me about John Williams? <laughs> Uh, I, I guess a little bit. I'm no expert about it, but I, I can tell you my my opinion. Which is, you disagree with me, in other words. Well, my opinion is that 
my that my opinion of this movie and John Williams was heavily influenced by my childhood. Yeah. And my dad raised me on John Williams. So, I mean, like, we would work together and we would drive in the car long distances to get to and from the kind of work we did. And we would listen to, to classical music and a little bit of sacred music and soundtracks. Yeah. And I, I, I just fell in love with soundtracks. And more often than not, dad favored John Williams because he, he kind of felt like, well, I don't want to buy some, uh, some soundtrack before I've heard it. And, you know, this was back before iTunes. Right, so right, he, right. he would be buying an album outright before he heard it. And so he wouldn't really be willing to fork out the cash unless he knew it was a trusted artist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So so he gets John Williams, and he ends up like with every piece of music by John Williams. And so he would make his own mixed cassette tapes, and we listened to a lot of those. And I heard these themes over and over again. It was It was pretty fun. Hmm. Uh, you know, for for me at that age, maybe it's maybe it's something that appeals more to young people. So, all right. Uh, well, I but then again, you you did point out you really enjoy the uh, the themes oh, by the, John Williams. The theme, even the theme for Indiana Jones, is awesome. There's no doubt. Da, hmm. da, 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 yeah, da, yeah. Da, da. I mean, that's but a it, great but it's theme. like the but it's like the whole of the music and how it fits the movie that bothers you. Oh. For sure, it's okay. horrible. Horrible. Oh, okay, yeah. It, I would. I would definitely agree that the older I got, the less and less I enjoyed John Williams soundtracks in theaters. Okay. Well, we're we're getting into show topics, so let's not wear ourselves out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> uh, but but hey, just quickly glance over the trivia. I figured yep. that I could read off s- some of these stories. Um, I, I thought these were all pretty interesting. These are the kind of things that I figure a lot of people wouldn't even know about in the I'd, first place. I'd like to know what Spielberg thinks a B-movie is. <laughs> yeah. Especially for that time. This was 1981. I could see I could see Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones, perhaps. Huh, interesting. Okay. Uh, th- I'm not going to read all through all this because I want to get started. This looks fine. I mean, okay, I'm sure okay. we'll have time to go, go into it. Um, so you ready to get started? Yeah. All right. Don't play with, don't, don't mess with the mic. Okay. I'm, I'm finishing my playtime right now. All right. All right. It's done. Okay. This is Movie Bite, a show where we discuss, praise, lament, and, uh, okay. Let's, let's take another run at that. Oh, I remember. I wanted to ask you, I, I want to drop the, of movieology fame. I don't know what else to say there. And this is my co-host, Joseph Darnell. Okay. Well, do you have any suggestions, or should I just leave it um, like that? I think the movieology fame is just getting a little tired and old. Yeah, because it is. movieology doesn't exist anymore. It is, and when it reboots, I won't even be much of a part of it except behind the scenes. So. Right. Um. Hmm. <laughs> I think that to go on the safe side, you may just want to leave out any adjectives and descriptive words and terms. <laughs> I could say, and I'm joined by my co-host, the Jiving Jackalope. <laughs> okay, I'll just leave it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, are you going to get an iPhone 5? No. No? You're not happy with it? Oh, I'm happy with it, but the 
The differences between it and my iPhone 4S are very small. Yeah, I, I'm still not convinced that I want a bigger display. You know, a lot of the Apple fanboys, I feel like they're all going, uh, they didn't want a bigger display until Apple did it. And they're like, oh, cool, it's great. And I'm like, yeah, iPhone 5 does look cool and the extra row of icons looks cool. But I'm not convinced that I want to have to stretch my thumb up that far in one-handed use. I think that the only way it does work is the way that Apple did it. Oh, I agree. I, I I don't want it any wider. And that's the thing. I have friends. I have this I have a really good friend. He's the best man at my wedding. Really good friend. Uh, Brian Evans. I don't know if you know him or not. He, he makes his way around. Yeah, the name rings a bell. Uh, he, he's, uh, he works for Samaritan Ministries. Um, anyway, uh, he's a big Android user. In fact, he got an iPhone here uh, a few weeks ago. Work, uh, Samaritan Ministries got him an iPhone, and he returned it and said, I want an Android. And so they got him an Android. Um, and he's got this great big boat of a phone. I'm like, Dude, seriously, this thing, I can't, I can't use it one-handed. I, I don't understand the draw. I don't get it. He's like, well, I can't see the iPhone. It's too small. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I know. It's Did he never cop-out. use an iPod? I guess not. He's, he's a big Android guy. Um, well, I really do think that the iPhone 5 is cool, all things considered, but it just isn't a big enough deal that I'm willing to break from contract. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. kind of thing and incur... I'm- the wrath of extra expense from AT&T. AT&T. Yeah, well, it's the same for me. I bought the 4S on launch day. Here, here's, here's how my iPhone history has gone. I was in line on launch day, got the original iPhone. Uh, on launch day? Oh, yeah. Dude, you're nuts. Yeah, I, I paid early termination fee with Verizon. I was so fed up with the stupid phones, and I wanted an iPhone. Uh, and, oh, I was so irritated, too, because I should have been out of contract. But at that time... It was such with Verizon that anything you did to change your contract renewed it for another two years. Whoa. Yeah. And I was, I had, we had, we were consistently, we had 500 minutes, we were consistently running out. And so I had bumped it to 700. They didn't tell me that was changing my contract. And I was unable to get out of that. So I paid an early termination fee. But that's neither here nor there. I got the original iPhone standing in line at launch day. Um, and I loved it. And, uh, but I skipped the 3G. And got the 3GS because, you know, I wait, fulfill my contract, wait two years and get the full subsidy, right? And so, yeah. and I love the 3GS and uh, then I skipped the iPhone 4 and got the 4S. So I'm, that's probably what I'll do this time too. And the other reason is I want to go back to Verizon. I, I really am despising AT&T. So you're on track kind of like I am to get every other year's make. Yeah, that's that's what I've always said. Yeah. I, I, I've always said I... When the 3G was announced, I, I made a pact with myself. It's like, I am not going to upgrade to a new phone just because it came out. I'm going to upgrade every two like I always have. Yeah, and that's that's kind of my mantra, too. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Apple kind of, they've kind of created that system. Right. They well, expect it, and, too. And, you know, whether or not, I mean, I would love to have an iPhone 5. Don't get me wrong, but there's nothing wrong with my 4S. I, and it's interesting, I am happier with my 4S now like like i'm not nearly as tempted to break contract and get a new phone now as i was with my previous iphones i really feel like the 4s really hit a really great phone yeah and to be honest i'm actually pretty i'm I'm a pretty picky apple user i've been using apple products uh since 1993 but the first time i really thought that one of their iphones was suitable to me was the 4s really uh, yeah. I, the 3GS was suitable for me. The first iPhone, even though I didn't get the 3G, well, the reason I didn't get the 3G is because they didn't fix any of the problems that I had with the first one, namely that it was just way underpowered. And the 3G mm. was the same processor and the same RAM. So it's like, well, 
no. besides well besides the uh iphone what do you think of other announcements i was you happy know, overall i i think i'm i'm kind of digging the new earpods oh, although they I, have a dumb name but well, i'm no, kind hey, of what, expecting them to feel I'm right i'm hearing the one-up noise from super nintendo yeah, Super Mario. sorry. That's my iPhone telling me that I received like 30 different text messages from you before <laughs> I, I set it to an airplane mode. <laughs> I, I need that. I need that tone. I love it. Yeah, isn't it awesome? It's from Super Mario World. Well, I know exactly what it is. It's the one up. Super Mario World. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. But, uh, okay, so back to the... Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, uh, oh, iPods sorry. and junk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We were, while we were talking about iPhones, we got interrupted by iPhones. Uh, the, uh, I'm happy the overall. I, uh, the, oh, the earpods. Definitely want earpods. I have always had trouble keeping earbuds in my ears. In fact, I'm wearing right now, I have an older pair of wrap-around-the-ear headphones. They're blue and they're horrible looking, but they're, they, they, they go over the ear. There's like ear loops, and I don't have any trouble with those. Uh, but keeping the Apple earbuds in my ears are just annoying i can't i have in. a variety of the of ear buds i have some by uh, a variety of different companies for different uses uses yeah. I, no, I, i've like, never been willing to do that yeah I, i'm not crazy about it either it's just that i have none that i feel comfortable carrying around with me all the time i hope the ear pods solve that problem they look exactly to me like they'll they'll kind of they're so I'd, I'd like to get my hands on a pair. It looks like they kind of squish into the ear, and and doesn't look like they'd be uncomfortable, but it looks like they'll stay in my ear. Yeah, I so, kind of think that, they, that this one's going to be a winner. Yeah, and I've never been willing to spend 80 bucks on a pair of headphones. That's why I don't have Apple's $80 in-ear headphones. Yeah, me neither. And the same thing, like when I talked to people who owned them, they said that other $40 inner ear canal ear, ear, earbuds worked just as well. So yeah. I was like, oh. well, it's like, you know what? If I'm going to spend, but on any headphone, not, I'm just not willing to do it. If I'm going to spend 80 bucks, I'll chip in another 20 and get an Apple TV. Oh, I just did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's seriously 80 bucks for a pair of headphones. No, not going to do it. <laughs> you know, <sighs> I, I hate to get too much, uh, too deep into Apple whatnot, but I have to say the keynote presentation this time, I haven't seen all of it yet, but the first 30 minutes of it were much better than the last few okay. for one particular reason. Uh, Tim Cook is a great CEO. I have no doubt. Nobody's perfect. But in his delivery, a couple of the... Every time he's been up on stage the last few years, Tim Cook kind of seemed subdued, very somber. And I understand that for sometimes good reason that you know we can all you know, justly account for. Yeah. But this time he seemed really jazzed. And well, I was like, yeah, I haven't that's watched awesome. it yet. I'm going to watch. I just haven't had time. Yeah. Um, I was just, I was pleased because Tim cook before kind of came across as too flat or too tired. And yeah, I, this I time agree. he, he seemed to be really energetic. I'm, I'm not convinced that he's a good CEO. Uh, you know, I want to have an opinion about such things, but I don't think that I can really be a good judge of the situation. Uh, well, okay. Here, here's where I'm coming from. I, I've been given the benefit of the doubt until this whole debacle with the. Um, I'm looking up the. I'm looking up the thing right now. But the whole debacle with the uh, store. Where'd that go? I wrote about it. Twitter fixing. Ah, here we go. Fixing what's not broken makes it broken. Okay, so are you familiar with this? Ron Johnson, of course, the genius behind the stores. And then he went and became the CEO of JCPenney. And Tim Cook hires John Browett to replace Ron Johnson. 
Um, and there, I, that that decision just seemed wrong to me from the beginning. And it turns out I was right. <coughs> uh, I, I, just, I, I I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> it just it, 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 that's something that I feel is a bit semantic. Like we don't know for a fact that Tim Cook was the guy who, for sure, actually hired him. Oh come on. That's a big position in the company. You don't think Tim didn't have something to do with oh, that? Oh, surely he had something to do with it. But, I mean, he could have been taking somebody else's, you know, word. That- Even so, that's still troubling. Looking at what, looking at John Browett's history and, but, and the things that he's done. Think about some of the people they have on the board of Apple. I, I've never been impressed with some of the, the board members. Oh, you mean but, like Al Gore? Uh... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do we need to mention names? I mean, it's kind of duh. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I don't know. I, I was happy with the event, though. I mean, I, I haven't given. I haven't watched it yet. I've just. Uh, this yeah. Is just. Uh, but I was annoyed by a couple of things. You know, obviously, iTunes, the new updated iTunes, was announced, and I feel like it should have come out the day it was announced. Oh yeah, what was, why did ping, they even announce it? That's ping painful. basically came out within a week of its announcement, but, and iTunes is a much bigger deal. So they announce it, it, they show it's working, they show it's great, and then they're going to tell you you can have it in six weeks. Yeah, I didn't get that. That was the weirdest thing. Yeah, but you know it, what I Apple, was? in that way, they were, it's like they were behaving like some other company. Yeah, it's worrisome. But you know what I was happy with? If you were if you were watching me on Twitter during the thing, I don't. Uh, I tweeted, "Oh no, game demos. Let me know when it's over." But then it was over. I was like, "Oh wow," because because normally game demos like take over, and they're like, I remember one year the game demos went on for forty five minutes. I I think I have a theory about this. Oh, I know on exactly the, what it, it is. I. Oh yeah. You, well, uh, here, 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 let me tell you what I okay, think. Go ahead. We ought to do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need to. <laughs> okay, but here's my thought about the the uh, the demos in general. In past years, they've demoed not only games but sometimes other kinds of apps like music apps and productivity apps by third parties. Sometimes it's because they interweave them into their own demos. Not very often, but it happens. And then other times it's because they they actually allow them on stage. The most common demos that they have are game demos. But this keynote, they had a lot less demos. Yeah. And I think that that's a sign of the times. I kind of think that because everyone is now grossly familiar with iPhones, their technology, what they're capable of. And two, because... The iPhone apps and the games that have been released in the last six months since the iPad was announced really haven't moved on that much farther because the technology is very iterative and very small steps uh, moving forward from, you know, uh, semi-annual announcements to the next semi-annual announcements that there really just isn't all that much to talk about. The apps are kind of getting to the point that they're plateauing. They're getting better, but in much smaller ways than merely debuting. Like when Flipboard debuted, it was a big deal. There'd never been a media uh, outlet aggregation service like Flipboard before. So everybody was talking about it for months. And now uh, anybody can come out with a, a copycat and, you know, it makes a minor splash. But then if Flipboard were to come out with updated versions... 
even so, it's not that big a deal because they didn't reinvent it. And that's sort of where we're at, where the new apps in the App Store, I think, are just minor improvements. Because one of the demos that they showed at this keynote is the uh, real racing game. Mm -hmm. And the graphics are better. But all in all, you're still playing race cars on an iPhone. And they've been showing race car demos on the Mac and on the iPhone and iPod Touch and the iPad for the last five years. And besides the fact that they're getting old in the sense that they always turn to them, they're also kind of getting old in that they really all aren't that much different from, okay. from year to year. All right. I, don't, I, I think you're wrong. Okay. What do you uh, think? Although you could be somewhat right. Here's my theory. Apple has been left out of the gaming market in the Mac for so long because PCs were the are, when you if you're a gamer you get a PC that's what you do Macs aren't your aren't your gaming thing even now Macs just aren't for gaming uh, which is interesting because uh, a side note everybody thinks that if you want to get real work done you got to get a PC <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but um it's so but but everybody's like oh you want a game you got to get a PC so Apple's been left out of that and then all of a sudden developers started making games for the iPhone and they're like, wow, we're in the gaming market. We got to show this off. We got to let people know this is so cool. Oh, let's demo the games. And so they're for the first time, they're in the gaming loop. And I think the newness of that is finally wearing off. That was my theory. Hmm. Okay. I'm with you. I think that that's probably true too. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, kudos for Apple keeping it up. I, I think that this is a better phone than the iPhone 4S. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I just think that the differences are minor. It's kind of well, like, okay, hey, so the Mac Pro is technically better than an iMac, even though it hasn't um, been significantly updated in years. I'm, I don't agree with that. I think that if you maxed it out, I'm sorry, I'm talking about like if you spent money to get like a $13,000 MacBook. I, I, I would not know, buy Mac. a Mac Pro right now. Not going to happen. I, I wouldn't either. I'm just saying, you know, that you can really max out those babies and they're pretty powerful. I know, but especially, I, I think, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm gonna, I, I don't want to talk about that tonight, but I, 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 would, I would not buy a Mac Pro right now. It is the worst possible computer you could buy. Uh, and, and in fact, one of the guys that I'm working for a lot right now, he just got a brand new iMac. That thing smokes. Uh, I, I'm very happy with the IMAX I've used for yeah. video editing the last three years. Yeah, he, and, and well, he even, you know, because he was like, I don't know, I, he's had a Mac Pro for years, and but, you know, he didn't want to get a new Mac Pro. So he st- instead, what he's done is he's gotten several Thunderbolt accessories to replace his PCI cards for, from his Mac Pro, and he's happy. Very cool. So anyway, um, he, he, he and I both would like to see new real, I, real Mac Pros, but, or whatever they want to replace it with. But, you know, anyway. I have uh, a good feeling that Apple has something in the works on that I regard. hope so. I hope they realize. Here's what I'm afraid they don't realize is, yeah, you're not making a lot of money on the Mac Pros, but your professional segment drives your market. Okay, like, if you don't have the pros on board, you don't have a good market. Eventually, see, right now you've got a lot of consumers, but eventually the tide will turn and the focus will shift. But as long as you keep the pros engaged, they're going to keep preaching the gospel. Why do you think my entire family has Macs and, and uh, iPhones? Because, because we're all a bunch of consumers. Uh, no, because I'm pro, <laughs> and I told them this is what you should get, is you should get a Mac. Oh, you should get an iPhone. You should get an iPod. And that's why now most of my family, with the exception of my uh, little brother who loves his PCs, um, 
although he's thinking about switching. But um, that's why now mo- almost my entire family, immediate family, is all Mac is because of me. And I'm a professional, and I use Macs as a professional. So I, I don't, I, you can't underestimate that value, though. And I hope Apple realizes that because they've not been treating the professional customers very well lately. I agree. So. Although it, it, it's all about which professional you know users you're talking about. Because, I mean, let's be honest, uh, filmmakers and artists, we can do some work on powerful iMacs and powerful MacBook Pros. We can, it's the but really we... heavy-duty stuff you're, you're talking about. So you're talking about a minority of the minority because professionals that need the kind of power that you get out of a Mac Pro or traditionally the, the value we as video professionals placed upon Mac Pros – you know, you're talking about not all professionals. It's really just these high-end well, science, doc- okay. medical, and you know, Life filmmaking way. professionals that need it. Um, uh, David Watson, uh, I do a lot of work for him. The guys are talking about with the iMac, but he does a lot of work in turn for Lifeway, and they wanted to replace all the Mac Pros in their video editing department, uh, which of which they have, I'm sure, hundreds. They wanted to replace them, but they they're, they're not going to buy. They don't want to buy the new Mac Pro. That's stupid. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it's a bigger segment than you think, even in our industry, even in the film industry. And sure, if you're a graphic designer, I can see where an iMac's fine, but video pros and video editing bays need lots of render power sometimes. They need I guess render, you're, you are onto something there. Because so, on the other hand, Apple has been willing to develop servers, Apple servers. Um, yeah. And part of me kind of thought that all along, the servers really weren't there. <laughs> Even when pro users were using heavy-duty Mac equipment, yeah, but the servers, there weren't many that bought into their X servers. Yeah, I wouldn't even buy an, 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 a Mac server at this point. At one time, I thought, well, I'd like to, but at this point, you know, Linux and Apache all the way. But again, that that really is a, a different segment, and that's never been Apple's segment. I'm talking about the segments that were Apple's that are that are starting to get ticked off, frankly, at Apple. You know, I wish we had people like you to be the IT at the office here. Are they all PC-based? Yeah, they are. And well, they I'm sorry. Stink. I'm not. I'm not really a PC guy. I mean, I'm not really. No, an no, IT, no, no, I, no. I'm not what? really an IT guy. So. Yeah, but you you have a lot more head knowledge about such things than uh, we do. I have enough to scratch the surface and get myself in trouble. Mm. Uh, I can okay. I can administrate small scale servers. That's about it. I, I I know like you know what I do. I I uh, I get into the command line on my server a lot, and even on the MovieByte server, I get in the command line and do stuff. But you know how I do it? Oh. I have commands. Uh, saved in text documents that I will copy and paste to the command line. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a hardcore. I don't type out all my commands. Although the more I'm in there, the more like I can do simple stuff like zip and unzip and change directory and CD and, and you know stuff like that. But uh, anyway, I I need to I need to get going here so we can get the editing started. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, TJ. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I wish we had more time to discuss the Mac stuff in general, especially the announcements. But anyway, you know, uh, if, I'm sure uh, we'll catch up on them in a text a texting here and there. If uh, if Movie Byte would ever take off and I could actually start making a decent amount of my living off of it, I would probably have more time to do other podcasts and stuff. Yeah, I can see that. But it, it right would now, be a fun I, future. Movie Byte's not really making. I mean, it's not really making me any money, and so uh, it's just making me that baseline that Brandon's paying me, which is not enough to do much with. So yeah, it's I, a I labor have to keep love. I have to keep other things going. I'm hopeful. You know, we had like 85 visitors today. And we didn't. I I posted. I think everything I posted today was a linked item. 
Pretty so, cool. Pretty I would like cool. to start getting more original content out there. I just don't know. I, I don't know that I have anything to contribute right now. So, well, I and I, I I contribute all the time that I can. I'm working on a longer review right now. So as I spend an hour here and an hour there, um, you know, between managing all kinds of projects that I'm managing pertaining to websites and ongoing media shows online and book cover designs. And and other things like managing uh, staff, I, I I just yeah, it, it, finding the time to be a writer too, which is one of my passions, is to be a writer. Uh, I just haven't found the time to dedicate getting new pieces out every day, and I don't want to shortchange the material and just get something yeah. up for having the sake of having something up. I actually want something of substance, so I don't want to post it until I know it's it's worth it's worth it. Yeah, no, I agree. It, and that's, it's worth reading. That's why I post a lot of linked items because it's like I could write something short, but I don't know that it's worth any val- any more value than the item I could link to. So yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, oh, man. You know, I saw these this... ways people should all be listening to our our podcast because it's awesome. Yeah. Hey, I saw. Speaking of uh, you know value, I saw the other day a thing why you should have your own style guide for your website and i died a little bit inside i'm like I, we really need to nail down our style guide for movie bite but i just don't have time so yeah well, well hey if you have an article about such things pass it on to me sometime okay i'll see if i can find it i, I think i saved it in instapaper and and because it's like i need to do this but i don't have time so well i need to do it because as the creative director for for this organization over here i i kind of need to manage such such things on a daily basis <laughs> yeah yeah there's a All there's right. a lot of work to go to go into creating a style guide i mean you got to decide lot, I mean, every little thing you know yeah. How you want to present it? Hey, all right. So we're gonna review Snow White and the Huntsman next week. So uh, I've already downloaded it. I don't know where you're at on that. So I'll probably watch. I'll catch it this, it this weekend. weekend. I'll mention it to my wife tonight, and okay. I'm sure she'll be excited to see it. Okay. And then we'll I'm, watch it on the weekend. I'm doing the extended edition because I saw the original in theater, and I wanted to see what the extended edition was like. So uh, I don't know how you feel about that. I it seems like we might have talked about this. I probably will go ahead and get the ex- extended edition. Okay. So, because it's more relevant for the time. You know, people who saw the theatrical edition, that's that's going to be on their mind. Yeah. Do they now need my, to see the extended edition? Now, my brother-in-law, he really thinks this film is undervalued. Like, and he's taught, he, he, and, and it's weird because he doesn't normally necessarily get into stuff like this. But he's like talking about all the, uh, the the uh, biblical themes and the Christological figures and 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 I, I was just like wow so he's he's gonna scrutinize this podcast if I tell him about it for sure so we'll have to make sure we pay attention to that <laughs> mm, that's okay absolutely um, I'll keep sharp all right uh, <clears throat> all right so you're gonna compress to AAC and zip the audio over to me yes all right in two formats. Okay, sounds good. Uh, get me the original format first and upload it first, if you don't mind, or I, I don't know what your process is. but Yeah, no problem. We'll do. Okay, and uh, text me once you start uh, dropping that in Dropbox. Okay, we will do. All right, thanks, TJ. Thanks, Joseph. Have a good night. All right, bye.